Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey there. Thanks for joining me today. I'm so grateful. Oh, yes. So today our topic is relationship clarity. Yes. Let us receive the clarity we desire. Putting our focus and attention on that. And let us begin with a prayer and a blessing as we always do. I'm Jennifer Hadley and I love to pray because I know it is a powerful tool. It is the most powerful tool I have. It helps me to connect. It is my connection with the higher Holy Spirit self, and it is a tool to surrender, to purify and clarify my mind, to take out the trash, as I say, and to join with all beings, to give thanks. There's so much accomplished in each prayer and blessing. So this is why, for me, prayer is such a powerful tool. In fact, I'll just mention before I pray that uh, I I recently wrote a three-blog series. Uh, For some reason, that makes me think of three-dog night, three-blog series. (laughs) And uh, it was all about politics and spirituality. So you may have seen that. People... Um, many people found it helpful, and someone had asked me about spiritual activism, and uh, I would say the primary tool I have as a spiritual activist is prayer. So let's place our hand on our heart and partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self as this beautiful way, this attunement to the higher Holy Spirit self. We give thanks. We give thanks that we can and we do open our heart, we open our mind to the higher Holy Spirit self, leading us and guiding us. We are willing to do as it is suggested in A Course in Miracles to begin with saying, you decide for me to the Holy Spirit. We are grateful and thankful to call upon the company of heaven, the angels, Jesus, and all that is holy to walk with us and talk with us. We dedicate our time together, whether listening live or later. We dedicate our time together to being the love, to walking the talk and living the love to the very best of our ability, and to forgiving ourselves and others when we fall down on the job. We are grateful and thankful to lift ourselves with love and compassion. We're giving up the habits of playing small, of looking for lack limitation by choosing thoughts of criticism attack, and separation. We are grateful and thankful to reclaim uh, pure connection with our true identity. The oneness, the wholeness is ours. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all beings because we're one with them. In gratitude, we open ourselves to relationship clarity, to the wisdom and the freedom that we're calling forth. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So once again, as promised, I'm taking questions. That's what I'm doing all this month, questions on relationship uh, for the whole month of February. Usually in February, I dedicate all the episodes to relationship, and of course, I come back to relationship all throughout the year. So uh, there are in the archives many relationship episodes of this broadcast. I believe this is the 276th episode, so you can imagine we've covered relationship quite a bit. I never tire of it, and uh, I encourage you to search the archive. Uh, Also, it's so easy to do on a smartphone or a tablet to sign up for the podcast, um, either at Stitcher if you're on an Android or at iTunes if you're on an Apple device, and then you can get free downloads of every episode, and you can easily search in the podcast apps 
that most devices have. Stitcher has an app. Uh, Apple has a podcast app, and um, the podcast app I know works on the um, iPads. I'm not clear about other devices, but I bet you Stitcher's app works on those. And just while I'm talking about those podcast options, if you listen to this show on a regular basis and you value it, will you please go to Stitcher or to iTunes and write a review? Uh, for Stitcher, for iTunes, those are the only things that really determine the rankings of uh, whether or not the show is actually even seen by people who are looking for Course in Miracles options is your reviews. So your reviews mean a lot. And uh, all right, let us dive right in here. I say thanks to all those who write reviews. Diving in here to our topic of relationship clarity. And because I'm taking live questions on the phone and I'm taking questions online, written in questions, we've got a few people who have written in questions. Uh, I posted it on the um, blog today, jenniferhadley.com, my daily shot of spiritual espresso, the link to either call in, listen in, or type in a question. So you can go there and um, submit your question live right here, right now. Live! And we'll do the same thing again next week. It'll be a, a, a different week, a different link next week, which you can look forward to that. And uh, I send the blog out uh, in the wee hours, in the wee hours of, uh, of Tuesday. So you can look for that to ask me a question. All righty. We've got Barbara writing in here. She says, hi, Jennifer. I'm not Barbara. Bernadette. Golly gee. Uh, Bernadette. Hi, Jennifer. I would so love to have more clarity in all my relationships, especially romantic ones. I so often seem to lose my sense of myself, who I am and what I want. I get into pleasing mode, trying to meet the needs of the other, wanting their approval and fearing their rejection. I would love to have more clear, loving relationships. And you shall, Bernadette. So, one of the wonderful teachings in A Course in Miracles is that there are no private thoughts. How is it that there are no private thoughts? It's because we all share the same mind. And one of the illusions and delusions of separation is this idea that we can have private thoughts or that private thoughts are somehow valuable. And uh, I, I, I know a lot about private thoughts. And one of the things that cured me of desiring to have private thoughts was I made the decision, Course Miracles is very big on making decisions for our healing, so I made the decision that I would like to live as though my precious nephew and nephews and niece were always watching, my precious goddaughter and her little sister, that they're always watching me, making uh, observing every choice that I make, that every person who's in one of my classes is always watching. They're observing because we're mentally connected in the mind. And so if I'm considering doing something that I wouldn't want anyone else to see, that I feel ashamed of, it's for me to hand it over to the Holy Spirit. And what am I handing them over? I'm handing over the shame that I feel that I'd like to do something in secret and have nobody know about it. I am handing over the desire to do something that I think is less than loving, that is not a high choice. And, it, you know, the doing of something is the same as thinking the thought or even feeling the feeling and fanning the flames of the upset feelings. So let me break this down a little bit further here. Uh, you know, and that was a real turn for me. I just started to say, okay, 
if I think this thought now, is this the thought I'd like to share with everyone? Is this the thought I'd like to, everyone in my life to know that I'm choosing to think? Uh, saying these words, doing, taking these actions, uh, whatever it might be, making this choice. Would I like everyone to know that this is what I'm choosing? Or would I feel like, hmm, I'd rather keep that a secret, I'd rather have that be private. And if I would like it to be private, let me hand it over. And... Um, it's it's interesting what a shift it made for me. It it was so pervasive because I started to realize how I was making little choices that I didn't feel good about and I felt ashamed about. And so the thought that I I wouldn't wish for everyone to know about it became a stopper for me. When I was really willing to accept the fact that, hey, it's an illusion that we have separate minds and that our minds are not connected. So since there are no private thoughts, I'm going to stop pretending that there are. And that was a great release of separation for me. So in our relationships, there are many times when many people do say or choose things that are a way of manipulating and controlling other people. So many little ways um, that we try to get people to do the things that we'd like them to do or not do the things that we don't like them to do. And these are all very sometimes overt and sometimes covert uh, subtle ways that we attempt to manipulate people. And so if you're feeling that you bend yourself to people, please, it's a form of manipulation. It's a very intense form of manipulation. And it really means that you believe on some level that you are not lovable unless you uh, are presenting a false self. That you, being you, saying what you have to say, wearing what you have to wear, what you choose to wear, looking how you look, how your body is, how your life is, your career is, your home is, uh, your health is, that we have all these thoughts that these things are not lovable. And therefore, we make the assumption that other people won't love them either. So we will hide them, right? Pretend that they're not part of our experience so that other people won't find us unlovable because we make that assumption that um, this makes them unlovable. But, you know, I have to say I've seen many, many, many people who love someone very much in their life who is going through a difficult time, might be their health. Maybe in their health, they're completely incapacitated, right? I've certainly, I saw that with my mother. Many people have raised children where they're cleaning up the vomit and the the um, the messes that human bodies can make at times. And um, when it's a child, for some people, that's more acceptable. When it's adult, an adult, it's less acceptable. Adults bodies shouldn't have these issues, these problems, you know, that, um, you know, just to make it plain, you know, we have all kinds of things that happen uh, with our bodies um, all around our sexuality, and uh, things can be very messy. They can be, um, you know, all kinds of things can happen, right? You can be sleeping with someone, you get diarrhea in the bed at night, you're not expecting it, you know, it becomes a mess right? Uh, all kinds of things happen. And uh, if we're not, if our our relationship is highly conditional, if it's a special relationship, those things can um, really be a deal breaker. I remember seeing a video by, um, what's her name? Sarah, oh, the comedian. She was in uh, Trainwreck. Amy Schumann. 
uh, and um, she's a, a bit vulgar, uh, quite a bit vulgar, actually. Uh, but um, she also keeps it real sometimes. And she was saying on, uh, I saw her interviewed on some chat show where she said she had been in a relationship with a man she really cared about for about six months. And they went for a romantic long weekend in Paris. And um, they both got very sick. They got, uh, like, vomiting and diarrhea. They both did. And um, she said, you know, that the sounds that she, her body was making <laughs> in the bathroom, she just knew that her boyfriend, being able to hear them and seeing, her, you know, her experience of this, even though he was having the same experience, that she thought this will be a deal breaker for him. He will not be able to uh, recover from having seen me like this. And um, of course that wasn't true because he actually cares about her. And when you really care about someone, that stuff is inconsequential. It just is. But here's one of the things that happens for many people is they don't have unconditional love for themselves. So they're people pleasing themselves. They're trying to fit some standard of lovability that they're falling short of all the time. So they make the assumption that because they don't love themselves, no one else can really love them if they know who they really are. And this is a big challenge for most people. And so, because I remember how I used to bend my the perceptions about me and the way I would present myself and um, being feeling that I needed to hide certain things and uh, pretend certain things were happening when they weren't happening, all kinds of stuff, because I needed to pretend I was more loving, more spiritual, more kind, more thoughtful than Perhaps I really was, and I needed to present a false self because I did not love my true self. I thought that my true self was the ego self, okay? And as I became willing to say, okay, there's no private thought, so I'm just going to stop operating as though there are. And uh, that gave me a tremendous amount of relationship clarity. Because I really began to love myself at a much more fundamental level. And I started to discover, for realsies, that I am fundamentally good. Whereas before, I really suspected and believed that I was fundamentally bad. So through my willingness to love myself exactly was as I was, how, however I felt, whatever I was thinking, whatever I was doing to love myself and stop judging myself, then I began to shift out of all, a lot of that habits and activities that I thought were so bad and wrong. So, because I, I, for my whole adult life, I engaged in self-medication. When I was in college, I was bulimic. I was binge eater. And um, I would time to time in my 20s go back to uh, being bulimic for short periods of time. I did all kinds of things to try and uh, make myself feel better, right? I tried different kinds of drugs. And I tried working out at at a, at a way that was uh, actually punishing at times. Uh, I, I really was trying to manage, control, and manipulate my body and my life so that I would feel I was worthy of love. And I had a lot of thoughts like, um, I can't be happy until this happens. I won't be lovable until this changes. And I, I so believed those thoughts. And then because I believed them, I figured everybody else believed them. And so I was not being my authentic self. 
Now, another thing that creates relationship confusion is about authenticity. So people think that their authentic self is when they say uh, what they're thinking all the time. But that's not authenticity. I've talked about this before because people are afraid to be authentic because it thinks that it, they think that that will mean just complaining when they feel like complaining, attacking when they feel like attacking, criticizing when they feel like criticizing, being sarcastic, uh, and just letting fly with everything that they think. But that's in no way remotely authenticity because all that stuff is of the ego which is completely inauthentic. So what authenticity is, is when we love ourselves enough to just be ourselves, just be how we are unapologetically, and that we are accepting and have compassion for ourselves. So for me, that was the main thing that changed my life, was developing that sense of compassion for myself. And stop stopping trying to manipulate, manage, and control myself. And you know, it was even just a few years ago that I uh, was still really realizing how much I was making choices that were all about what the ego, I thought the ego, from the ego, what I should or shouldn't do. Right? So thinking things, uh, just so many kinds of ego thoughts. So all of that is confusing, and it's lack of clarity. So you're saying that um, you often seem to lose the sense of yourself, who you are, and what you, you say, what I want. And that you go into people-pleasing. So for me, what's been helpful is to give up wanting anything and to move into my heart and begin to really tune into the deep desire of my heart. What is it that I truly would like? What is it I truly desire? And when I began to do that, I, I truly felt what I desire is to be wholly loving, completely loving all the time, to really, truly be compassionate with myself and with others. But the deep desire of my heart is to be patient and kind and generous no matter what. The deep desire of my heart is to be in tune with the infinite at all times, always making loving choices. The deep desire of my heart is to be joyful and to live from the overflow of joy and wholeness and freedom and beauty and prosperity and wisdom and clarity, harmony, abundance. That's the deep desire of my heart. Whereas before, when I was a people pleaser and thinking that there were things wrong with me, the the things I wanted were more money, uh, what I thought was the perfect body, uh, the perfect mate, all of these things I wanted. So now I'd like to, I'd love to have the, the perfect partner for me. Uh, absolutely, I'd love to be in a, a powerful, beautiful, romantic, spiritual, sensual partnership I'm not right now, and that is a deep desire of my heart to meet that man and be in that relationship. And I, but I don't feel that something uh, is lacking in me because I don't have it right now. And I do not wish to move into a place of thinking that somehow my life or my way of living needs to be different in order for me to be lovable, because that's insane. And so what I was saying before is that when we love each other, truly love each other, then whatever the circumstances are, um, physical illness, um, even physical limitations, uh, none of that means anything. There's a, a beautiful, beautiful movie uh, that Helen Hunt directed called The Sessions. And it's uh, about a man who uh, was paralyzed from the neck down. And he was interested in 
having, was he paralyzed? I'm trying to remember now the exact details. I saw the movie so long ago. But he hires the Helen Hunt's character to teach him about sex and sexuality because he's been um, incapacitated for so long or much of his life. He doesn't know anything. He hasn't had any sexual partners, and he'd like to explore that aspect of his life. So he hires her. She's a therapist, and she she helps him in the most beautiful way. And then he goes on to fall in love and get married, even though he is unable to walk or use his arms. You see, we we can have this tremendous experience of great love when we can get out of the ego thought system. How do we do that? It's through our willingness. That's all that's required, and that's the very most that we can do is be truly willing. So if you'd really like to have relationship clarity, Bernadette, giving up people-pleasing, giving up thinking you can have private thoughts or that it's there's any value to controlling or manipulating or in any way trying to manage other people and their perceptions of you, giving up all of that, which is a very intense addiction for many people, is the way to go. How do you do it? Again, just be willing, give it all to the Holy Spirit. And speaking of giving it to the Holy Spirit, I am going to give over here. It's time for me to take a break. Uh, One thing that can really help is I'm going to break. I have a free How to Get Over It Forgiveness Workshop on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com. And forgiving ourselves is one of the number one things that helps us have relationship clarity, forgiving ourselves. So I encourage you to go and get the How to Get Over It uh, Forgiveness Workshop for free on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com. I am Jennifer Hadley, (laughs) and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. All right. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about relationship clarity. We're talking about relationships all month this month. It's a favorite topic of A Course in Miracles. Course in Miracles tells us that the way out of all our suffering is through our holy relationships. And I've done a number of episodes on relationships, talked about holy relationships in detail and special relationships. So today we're talking about relationship clarity. And uh, we have Narjus, not sure exactly how to pronounce that, hope that works, and uh, who writes in, first she says, Hello, Beauty, Jenny, thank you first of all. Thank you for being so amazing and answering my question. I always meet, most of the time, men with whom I don't have an intellectual connection, and this makes me feel sad and lonely most of the time. I feel the men I meet don't have my same knowledge and vision of life, and I struggle to be with them because I feel they don't understand me, and they find me boring and heavy. And... On the other hand, I find myself to be this woman who fights to show all the world that my intelligence is worthy of respect because I come from a masculine or I'm not sure what word this is, culture. I always felt the lack of recognition in me. So I'm wondering now, it seems like I see that part of me, I see that part of me, 
the one who values intelligence and feels insecure about intelligence, that part of me, in the men I date, and they're not intelligent and not understanding. How do you think I can break this cycle and finally accept myself fully and can bring into my life an intelligent, loving man in my life? I know my question is very complex. Feel free to summarize it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lots of love from England. All right. So, first of all, uh, uh, there's definitely uh, something that's going on because this is what I was talking about in Masterful Living class yesterday. Uh, It's been on my mind for days now. It keeps coming up, so it must be some collective consciousness activity uh, to share with, for me to share with people, and that is really, it's about mirroring. And what is mirroring? And this is great to get clarity. So uh, many times people are confused about what is it, what is mirroring when we talk about it in spiritual circles. So A Course in Miracles uh, talks about projection, and it talks about the cry for love. So, for instance, what you seem to be aware, Narjus, that you're seeing in the men you're dating is you're seeing the projection. You're seeing the reflection that is the projection. So, for instance, you have a belief that um, your intelligence is somehow not worthy of respect, and so you have had to fight to prove your worth, your intelligence. Now, uh, you're meeting men that you feel are not that intelligent or not as intelligent as you. And so they're not understanding you, feeling connected with you, feeling that energy of connection with you. Uh, you feel like they're on a different wavelength than you are. You are on a different wavelength than they are. So when we see something in the world that bothers us, what's going on is it's a reflection of something we believe. Because the only thing that ever, 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 ever can upset us is something we believe. We think we're upset by things in the world. We think we're upset by what's happening. We think we're upset by what others are doing and what they're saying and what they're thinking. But actually, we're only ever upset because of what we believe and what we think. And the tendency is to blame others for our upset. And so one of the most expedient paths of awakening and clarity, one of the fastest paths, is to take total responsibility for everything we see. And that is a core tenet of A Course in Miracles. It's one of the most basic, fundamental teachings of A Course in Miracles is that we must recognize that what we see is a projection of our own mind. And if it bothers us, it's a projection of something that we don't like, that we have an opinion or a judgment about. So what I'm hearing is that you have some opinion and some judgment about intelligence, wisdom, uh, mental capacity, that you have been feeling judged. You've been feeling you need to fight to prove yourself. Well, in my experience in my own life, if I feel confident in myself, I don't fight to prove it to anyone ever because I feel confident. Why do? What difference does it make what other people think? It's only been when I felt insecure that I felt a need to fight or prove it to someone else. It's when I didn't believe it, when I felt insecure about it. So. What I sense is going on with you is that you feel insecure. You're judging your own intelligence, your capacity, your genius, your brilliance, your gifts and talents, your worthiness. 
and so you're projecting it out onto the world and seeing it in the men you're dating because they're showing up like angels offering you an opportunity to choose unconditional love instead of conditional acceptance. So what I'm hearing is that uh, if these men were more wise, more intelligent, more learned, and more interested in having that kind of intellectual connection with you, you would value them more. You would be more interested in them. You would like them more. So that's totally and completely conditional relationship. So. I would imagine that you actually do not wish to have conditional relationships and because conditional relationships are just a long uh, experience of special relationship. All special relationships are conditional. All holy relationships are unconditional. Love cannot be conditional. If you'd like to have love, it only comes in that one flavor, unconditional. As that's the very nature. I love what Shakespeare wrote about love. Love is not love, which alters when it alteration finds, uh, nor bends with a remover to remove. It is an ever-fixed mark that looks on tempests and is never shaken. So love is not love if it shifts and changes when you find out things about them. Uh, and the idea that uh, our loving relationships, our intimate relationships would be conditional is is such a basic ego thought system, and it keeps us in our head, in our intellect, rather than in our heart. Now, here's the thing, is loving people wholeheartedly and unconditionally to the ego is the ultimate vulnerability. It's the ultimate vulnerability to love unconditionally, which is why the ego is incapable of it. So to me, the thing is to give it all to the Holy Spirit and say, I'm willing to love without conditions, to really love. I'm willing to love wholeheartedly without conditions and hold nothing back. And I'm willing to find out just how strong that makes me, that there is a great strength in the loving without conditions. So that first you start with yourself, loving yourself without conditions. And uh, everything else will be healed, truly. Everything else will be healed when we love ourselves unconditionally. And so just start to really listen to the dialogue you have about yourself and how you're trying to improve yourself, right? Um, one of the big issues for many people is that uh, they believe that they can be improved, that they should be improved, that there's something wrong, bad, or lacking. And so we go on these uh, tangents of self-improvement. Now, uh, what's coming up for me is in the next month, in March, March 16th to the 19th, I'm offering a weekend retreat. It's a long weekend, three nights, four days, in the New York area, in Garrison, New York, uh, the beautiful retreat center there. And it's, I'm calling it the Masterful Living Retreat. And this is part of what we're going to really focus on is self-love. Taking out the trash, clearing the mental clutter, the people-pleasing, all of these thoughts, habits, and patterns that keep us from being available for pure, perfect love, which is always unconditional. So uh, it's going to be the last weekend before spring starts. I invite you to come and join us. And also while I'm mentioning events, I am speaking at the A Course in Miracles Easter retreat, uh, Easter weekend in Utah with James Twyman and David Hoffmeister, Lisa Natoli, a bunch of other friends, Reverend Tony, a whole bunch of us are going to be there in Utah. It's going to be a great weekend conference. So I encourage you to check that out.
in Utah. And uh, as always with any of these events, if you feel called, you'll know it. Uh, follow your intuition and you'll be grateful. Uh, with my retreat, uh, we have payment plans. We can offer you payment plans. Anybody who's really interested in doing the deep work. So retreat's different than a conference. Conference, you get to uh, have uh, the option to listen to all the different speakers and connect with lots of people. On the retreat, uh, we have a lot of fun, but we also do a lot of deep work, a lot of clearing and uh, taking out the trash, as I say, clearing the clutter, mental clutter and emotional clutter. So two very different kinds of weekends, one's in April, one's in March. Uh, check out all the details at the events page at jenniferhadley.com. All right. I'm going to take a sip of my spiritual espresso here. I've got a, a question here from Michelle. Who writes, hi, Jennifer, I love your show and your insights. I've been having a relationship difficulty with a man I've been dating. He likes to run off after we have difficult conversations about our relationship. He texted me and said he loves me. He said he was going into seclusion to learn more about himself. I've not contacted him since he has told me he would be in seclusion. He has done this more than once throughout the relationship. Usually I contact him. This time I decided to leave him alone until he decides to come forward. I don't think this back and forth is healthy. What would the course say about this? Oh, that's such a good question, Michelle. Um, Well, the course would say don't judge it. And don't try to control it or manipulate it. So one thing um, is I hear, uh, I can feel and and understand how to the ego, this is totally unacceptable. Totally. Because the ego doesn't have a relationship with the heart. It really only has a relationship with the head. So the ego likes to make decisions like, I'm not going to contact him. I'm going to wait for him to contact me. Uh, And I would say, just give that thought up to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, you decide for me. You lead me. You guide me. Uh, The other thing is to know absolutely that, and this is my saying, this is not from the Course, I've had this saying for a couple of decades, and I say, what's mine is mine and ever shall it be so. (laughs) What's mine is mine is, uh, and ever shall it be so. So it's not possible for my sweetheart to be in a relationship with somebody else. My sweetheart is in in relationship with me. Uh, I don't have to uh, wonder anything about that. And so it's also about not being possessive. So again, the old, you know, my old, my old practice of spirituality, I said, what is mine is mine and ever shall it be so. And as I um, moved into a greater awareness of the oneness of all life, I realized that love, only love is real. And that our loving relationships are eternal because we are eternal. Our relationships are eternal. And what is real does not pass away with time, space, distance. And so what I imagine, Michelle, is that like the other people who've written in questions today, you would like to have a real relationship, a holy relationship. So... What I would do in your circumstance is, and, and what I would do in any relationship circumstance and have done and do practice is to give the relationship to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, you guide us, you direct us, you let me know. If there's something for me to say, something for me to do, you let me know. And it, it really comes from that beautiful prayer on page 28, uh, which is the, I, I call it the um, uh, purpose prayer, because it tells us right before the prayer, this, this is how you live your purpose. You say, I am here only to be truly helpful, and the one who sent me will direct me. Uh, 
will tell me where to go, what to say, what to do. And on this, I can depend and never worry. So I'm just going to follow that guidance. And this is the trick for many people is, are they willing to follow the guidance they get? Are they willing to trust it? So how do you know it's guidance versus ego? Guidance is the still small voice. It's highly repetitive. It doesn't say you you better not do this. You know, don't you dare contact him while he's on his, you know, sabbatical or finding himself. Don't you dare contact him. That's what the ego would say. Or the ego might say, you better contact him or he'll forget all about you. But the truth of the matter is you're in a relationship of the heart forever. And if you are interested in being in a completely committed, unconditional relationship, wouldn't you like your partner to find that in his heart and and bring it to you to share with you? Versus thinking that if he does this, he doesn't love me. If he does that, he does love me. All that stuff, it's all conditional. And I'm really interested in letting go of all that conditional stuff in relationships. A lot of people say things that they don't actually mean. And a lot of people do things out of fear. And so to me, it's not paying any attention to a lot of that, but really paying attention to my own heart. How am I being in this relationship? Am I being conditional? Because if I'm being conditional in my loving, in my acceptance, then I'm going to see that reflected back to me. Now, uh, many times uh, I've been in relationship with somebody who, uh, like, for instance, um, I, I have some people in my life that I'm very close to that are very dear to me that get offended by me. Like I might say, um, right now is not a good time for me. I can't talk right now. And they go right to, okay, well, I'm sorry I bothered you. And they hang up. And I'm thinking, uh, okay, that doesn't have anything to do with me. That's a cry for love. And so then I can call them back message them, whatever spirit guides me to in that moment and say, um, it felt like you got your feelings hurt. I'm really sorry about that. I I'm just I was on a conference call and I saw it was you. I love you so much. I just wanted to let you know I can't talk right now, but hey, can you talk at two PM tomorrow? That would be a good time for me. And um I'm thinking that maybe in that moment you were feeling vulnerable, you got hurt by what I said. But just know that I love you and you're so important to me. I'd like to be able to talk with you later. So to not say, well, screw them. You know, I'm tired of that stuff, having to deal with that stuff. Um, And a lot of times when I talk with adults who are in relationships of all kinds with other adults who are behaving in ways that show they've been hurt and they haven't healed, uh, the tendency for many is to say, you know, I can't, I can't tolerate that. I got to get that out of my life. And I say, well, what if they were your child? What if you were, you know, related to them? Would you just say, I, I, I'm never going to speak to them again. I'm done with them. I don't like, uh, I can't handle that behavior. Or would you be able to have the capacity to open your heart. Like children, they'll have tantrums and say, I hate you, I hate you, because you don't want to give them candy. But there's there's no hatred there. They're just looking for some way to attack because they feel hurt. And this is how they learn, hey, they don't have to do that. That they can say, I don't like it, but they don't have to attack. Right? So we teach them. But if we say, fine, you hate me, I hate you back, you know, or we attack back, well, then we're just mirroring it back to them. So this is our big learning curve. So what I invite you to do, my dear, is to go deeply into your heart and really allow yourself to feel the deep desire of your heart about relationship, whether it's with this man or not, and give it all to the Holy Spirit and say, this is, I'd like to have this kind of relationship. and. I would like to love without conditions and then allow the Holy Spirit to make it so. Oh my gosh, the hour goes by so fast. It's time for me to wrap it up here. 
Oof. And uh, I'll be taking questions next week. So watch the blog on next Tuesday to send in another question. And uh, I told you about the retreats and the conference in Utah Easter weekend with James Twyman and uh, all the other peeps out there. And uh, I'd like to let you know that we are um, updating the Course in Miracles app with an Android version. Uh, We've been asking for it for years. We're making it. So we still need some Android testers. You can go to acimapp.com. We are also updating the Mac version, the Apple version. If you'd like to test that, you can also go to acimapp.com. You'll see you can write to us there, and we will help you get the test version so you can help us. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> and if you like the app, if you've been using it and you like the A Course in Miracles app, which has uh, deluxe features, it's called A Course in Miracles Complete with Deluxe Features. It's totally free uh, at iTunes, and soon we'll have it available for the Androids as soon as we finish that testing. Um, then would you please write a review at iTunes? We, we really need some review writers there. It would help so much. Uh, and it's free. Hello, it's free. <laughs> it does require internet for use because otherwise it would take a long time to load because it gives you all three books, the text, the workbook, and the uh, manual for teachers. So it's a great resource. You can set reminders. It's really, it's really a wonderful thing. And uh, we'd like to invite everyone to come and use it for free and share it with friends. All right. Remember that this radio show is listener-sponsored radio, and we're uh, transcribing the radio shows. You can write to admin at jenniferhadley.com. If you have a particular episode you'd like us to transcribe, just let us know. We'll put it at the top of the list. And lots of resources for you at livingacourseofmiracles.com and jenniferhadley.com. Your contributions, your donations, your tithes and offerings are what make all these free things possible. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all those who have contributed. We're going to say a blessing and a prayer here and bless all of our relationships. We're calling forth relationship clarity in our heart, in our mind. So we place our hand on our heart and we say yes to the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us, deciding for us. We are willing to live a life of pure love without conditions. We're grateful to raise our vibration so that we can see and feel and hear and know more clearly what love is and live a life of profound love. We're sharing the benefits of our awakening, our healing with everyone because we're one with them. In deep gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 God bless you. I love you. Have an amazing rest of your week. Mwah.